Hey everyone, my name's Dustin Elliott, and welcome back to another episode of the Better Questions, Better Life podcast. On this podcast, I look to answer a simple yet powerful question. How can we ask better questions to live a better life? Now, if this is your first episode, uh, which it very well may be, because we're getting a lot, it looks like a lot of new listeners, a lot of new subscribers, let me just take a quick minute and thank you very much for taking some time to listen. And of course, as always, I want to say a major thank you to the regular listeners and subscribers. Welcome back. For those of you joining us, though, as always, for the first time, this podcast is really all about exploring how we can ask better questions to help you get the most out of life, whatever that might be. To do that, we've broken this podcast into two sections. The first section, like today's episode, is where I break this question down into smaller bite-sized topics where we can start to look at different strategies, tactics, and approaches to help you ask better questions to live that better life. The second part is made up of a range of short interviews with a variety of professionals who all share one common bond. Their ability to do their jobs largely depends on their ability to ask good questions. So far, we've already recorded with qualitative researchers, data scientists, police officers, professional interviews, personal coaches, and a range of other top professionals, and we're just about to launch into the next batch of interviews that I've been conducting over the last two months. We've got uh, we've got a range of really interesting people. I'll tell you more about the next episode that's going to be coming up, the next guest, later on in today's episode. But of course, if you like the sound of anything you've heard so far today, and if you haven't already and you like today's episode, I'd love if you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. Obviously, you're more than welcome to listen to today's episode if you haven't listened to any beforehand, but I really do encourage you to listen sequentially and go back and maybe catch up on a few previous ones if you've missed them. This podcast is largely about building on previous ideas and previous concepts, and today is going to be no different. We're going to be talking about some things we've talked about in the past, albeit very shortly, and I'll be alluding to a few things we'll be talking over the next couple episodes. Of course, if you do and you need any links to the website, excuse me, to the podcast rather, whether it be on iTunes or Spotify, you can always jump over to the website at betterquestionsbetterlife.co. I've got a pretty cool little gift coming as well too. I know I keep talking about it. I'm almost done. It's taking me way too long. But anyway, we're almost there. And uh, of course, I want to take a quick minute to thank our sponsor, uh, YZ. Um, YZ is an easy to use online training software that makes it so simple to create and deliver online learning. So if you haven't already, make sure you jump over to their website at yz.com. That's w-y-z-e-d.com to check out some videos and even get started with your own 14-day free trial. All right, so here we go. We're going to get into today's episode, but before we do, I want to ask you a question to see if you relate to what we're going to talk about today. Maybe you've been somewhere, and well, you probably have been somewhere, and you've maybe seen a cute girl or a cute guy that you'd really like to chat with. Or maybe you've been at a networking event that you dragged your maybe very introverted self to, uh, and you maybe see somebody who you'd love to chat with, somebody you think would be really interesting to to talk to, somebody you've maybe awkwardly stalked on LinkedIn, Twitter, and or Instagram. Hopefully not Facebook, that might uh, might be a bit weird. Or maybe you're just sitting there bored, waiting for your coffee at an airport uh, and or at an airport uh, or wherever else you may find yourself and maybe looking for some interesting conversation with another human being instead of, I don't know, reverting back to scrolling through social media because let's face it, um, the only thing new there is probably going to be the ad that you haven't seen yet for your 
Facebook looks anything like mine. But there is really nothing like good old-fashioned human conversation, but it's got to start somewhere. And that's really what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be really talking about how do we engage in a conversation with somebody to share those experiences, learn new things, maybe make a friend. And that's really what this podcast is all about. But again, it's arguably the most difficult part of the conversation, the opening. Even if you maybe had somebody introduce you to another person or you knew something about that other person that you were looking to chat with, it can still be one of the trickiest parts of human interactions to traverse and get that real conversation, that real momentum going. And obviously, without a doubt, and maybe you're feeling it already, it has a tendency to make people a little bit uh, a little bit nervous and maybe your palms get a little hot and sweaty and clammy or whatever it is. So uh, today we're really going to talk about how to break this step down and how to make those first few moments um, really connect. So before we get into what we're going to say, which is like 99% of the time what people really ask me about and uh, where I think a lot of the interest is, I want to state a few rules and expectations to set up front for yours, mine, and whomever else you may find on the other side of a potential interaction with benefit. Okay, these are really, really important. Rule number one, just because we want to or attempt to talk to somebody does not mean in any shape, way, form, no matter what reality you and I live in, that they are obligated to talk to us, okay? As we've discussed in the past, you do not know what kind of day that person has had or maybe any other previous interactions they might have experienced in the past or really anything about them. That person might have been burnt in the past, might be really uncomfortable, might have social anxiety or whatever range of situations that you know nothing about. And just because they don't engage with you does not make them a bad person at all. Okay, Really, really important. And on the flip side of that, it, if they don't talk with you and they don't engage with you, it is also not necessarily a reflection of you. And it does not make you necessarily a bad person or have done something wrong. All right. Really important. And that kind of brings us to rule number two, kind of off that last point. How somebody reacts to us in any five second interaction that we may try to commence that doesn't go anywhere is not necessarily a reflection of who we are. Yes, we may want to evaluate and we may want to be aware of how we look, how we approach the person, uh, how overall how we try to engage with them. But if they do not engage or talk to us, it is not because you're ugly or because you're stupid or because you're unlovable or you're not interesting or whatever else you may say, we may say to ourselves to bring ourselves down, okay? If you do feel this way, then that's okay, all right? I want to just be upfront with that. But that's where we need to start. That's really where you need to start your journey is looking at in your head, that self-talk, that belief, and that lens in which you look and think of yourself. Um, you know, this is something that I I really struggled with for ages in my sort of like early to mid-20s, probably even actually my whole life up to my mid-20s. Um, it was really hard for me to talk to women. And I, upon thinking back, I never really thought of myself as worthy or interesting enough to speak to them. Um, this was wrong. And I realize now that I am, just as you are, we are all worthy and interesting to someone. 
But sometimes when we engage with people on the street or out and about, as in rule number one and number two here, they might not engage with us for any number of reasons that actually has nothing to do with us, okay? But with belief in ourselves and a solid belief that an interaction that doesn't go well uh, isn't necessarily a reflection of ourselves, we're ready to go on to the next step, okay? And this next step is really, really important. If I had to sort of break today's importance of uh, technique and and, and uh, approach, this is going to be about seventy to eighty percent, and the second half of this uh, of this podcast is going to be the sort of twenty percent. Okay, and that eighty percent is really focusing around the energy and intent behind how you engage in the conversation. Now, this is something we're going to talk a lot more about, um, but I wanted to start the podcast here just to start to give us a bit of context um, for for future episodes. So just to make things a little less abstract when we start to come with them, when we start getting into the techniques. But let's start off with a bit of an example. Let me kind of illustrate a point to you. And let's think about a scenario that you have probably at some point in your life been in. And that's maybe you're walking around an electronic store or some retail store where you were looking for something, right? It's kind of socially understood that someone working there might, or if they're doing their job, should approach you. So let's say I'm a sales associate and I come up to you really quiet, kind of meek, there's a little hesitation. Maybe I'm not very confident. Maybe I kind of sleuth around a little bit. You're just not really sure what's happening. In that split second, what do you think you'll feel towards me? And I want to start here because, again, this is the most important part of communication is that nonverbal communication. Um, I think I've talked about in the podcast before, or I'll definitely talk more about it, um, that to me, communication is really a transference of emotion. So what that means is the emotions that I might be conveying, and most likely I'm feeling if I'm meek and, and quiet and hesitant and confident, that's going to, to rub off, that's going to come across to you. And that's going to probably make you feel uncomfortable, that's probably not going to give you a lot of confidence in me. It's any number of emotions that probably aren't conducive to trying to be able to engage you, right? So if we flip it around and we think about, and I actually have been a sales associate at uh, at a retail store <laughs> in, a, in a much younger me, uh, and I've obviously been in a lot of sales and client-facing roles a lot of my life. Um, but if I, if I approach you with a smile, if I'm confident but not cocky, if I'm warm, I'm friendly, if I'm engaging, any number of those things, how do you think you'll feel about me before I even say anything to you? Do you think you'll be more open to talk to me and start a dialogue? I'm going to guess that if you're like most people, the answer is a resounding yes. And just to kind of illustrate this further and something you've probably experienced before is even when you're speaking to people on the phone, I love to smile. I love to create that, to, to, to pull that smile because that to me both changes the tone of my voice, but I think more importantly, it affects how I feel and that's going to change the intent and energy behind what I'm saying. So again, that body language that we're starting to think about when we're about to chat with somebody and when we start to engage in that opening dialogue, it needs to reflect that that positivity, that confidence, that energy and intent, um, you know, shoulders high, back straight and, and engage with them. So before you do that, just take a second to think about it. Now, 
again, all of this speaks more words to the person than you'll be able to speak to them in in those first few seconds. And we've all experienced different aspects of this. It's it's the first impressions. We've all gone for a job interview and we've probably all read about, you know, wanting to make that positive first impression or gone on a date, whatever it might be. So this same idea is there. And again, I, I'll strongly argue that there's sort of 70 to 80% of the success you'll find from conversations engaging will come across from that, again, that energy and intent. So, so smile, um, you know, I think this is really the secret weapon. I don't think it's any more complicated really than that. Um, but obviously it's not meant to be faked, right? It all starts with that mindset and that belief. All right, so here we go. So we've now talked about the the mindset and the belief, talked about body language and energy. I mean, that really brings us to that part of the conversation that everybody wants to know. And I'll, again, I'll state, I think it's only about the 20% importance, but that is, that is what to say. And this might come across a bit of anticlimactic, but to be honest with you, from my experience and my research, there is no one way necessarily to start a conversation. It's all contextual and it's all as... And it's as unique, rather, as you and the person you want to speak to. And that's that's really, really important back to what I mentioned earlier, as I truly believe, and I think you've probably experienced this as well, that you can sense or feel if the people aren't being genuine or honest. If you, you know, it's kind of that used car salesman kind of approach if somebody maybe isn't coming across authentic, uh, you can feel it, you can resonate with that. And unfortunately, I don't care how good you are, you probably can't truly fake that uh, to the point where people don't don't sense that. So it's really, really important we start from that place of uh, honesty and genuineness and whatnot. The other aspect of this that I think is really important and what's going to really set you up for success to be good at this, to be successful at it, is practice. Just lots and lots of practice, like anything in life. Um, I've seen lots of different things online and I really encourage you to think about this yourself, but maybe set yourself a challenge. Set yourself of, try to, uh, of trying to talk to one person a day for the next you know, 60, 90, or 120 days. So no doubt you're gonna cross at least one person in, in your day somebody that who you're obviously not necessarily, you know, like the person buying coffee from doesn't really count, but some person that you wouldn't necessarily naturally engage with, or there's a natural sort of, um, uh, you know, segue for that. But, but one person that you can do that and really about starting to practice this, uh, inoculate yourself from any anxiety, any fear, because again, people kind of sense that, um, and also just getting, practice observing in these techniques kind of thing. But with that being said, I don't want to just leave it at that because that's that's not really the point. There is still some strategies that you can use to help you engage in that opening, right? So it's all fine to say I've got the energy and the intent, but what the hell do you say? And I did a lot of research on this and I had a couple conversations with some people who I thought are really good in this area, just really, really good conversationalists. And even for myself, they, they really echoed that the real, the real, what you say is really just coming back to what are you curious about with them and what is the context? So for example, you might see them with a cool pair of shoes that piques your interest or an interesting t-shirt, or maybe they have a book with them, or maybe they're at some sort of, again, that networking event or some other event, and you just want an opportunity to ask them. I mean, you know, even I did this the other day, I was buying a coffee, somebody bought a coffee, it sounded kind of interesting, and I was like, like, what is that? Like, you know, and it just got a, it was really just as simple as that. It was a really kind of weird coffee. We started talking about that, and it wasn't a long 
conversation um, by design, but it was just that simple. Just pick something you're interested in. So, you know, maybe it's an accent, maybe they've got a visible tattoo or whatever it might be. Again, be curious about something. There's always something to ask. Now, in in the conversations I had preparing for this, there did come a point where I said, look, what if there is nothing? What if the what if there's just really nothing there? Well, I always state that I think there is, but when I was chatting with people and again researching this, there there was sort of a fallback uh, plan B, if you will, and that is really just to have a few set canned questions that you might fall back on. So things like, you know, what are your plans for the weekend or something something like that. Now Again, if this works for you or you know somebody works for you, that's fantastic. And I certainly encourage you to try it. I, again, I've heard and I've mixed reviews uh, with that attempt. I can't personally say in my experience, it's something that I've really done. And, and really because of that, I don't really, I've really been successful. So I don't really think I'm comfortable with it. It's just, it's just not me. It's just not the approach. There's genuinely something I can usually pick uh, to really ask the questions. But regardless of what it is, Whatever it is, make sure that you avoid the yes or no question. And for the love of God, no matter what you do, don't ask the how are you question. This is one of the worst questions you can ask, and this will get you nowhere. Well, it'll get you somewhere. It'll get you the canned good or fine response. Uh, it's a complete social conditioning when it comes to this sort of question. So don't don't ask that. Make sure it's a yes or no question. Pick something. But look, let, I think all of this kind of boils down to a few key things from today's episode kind of four key things I want you to take away. The first one is don't be creepy. The second one is be genuinely curious. The third one is remember if they don't engage, it's not necessarily a reflection of us. Uh, don't forget the three Ps, practice, practice, practice. And of course, with that being said, next week we're gonna take this next step further and we're gonna talk about threading. And that threading is really once you get past those first two or three sentences, once the person starts to talk about whatever you've observed, uh, that's really what we're gonna get into. And that one's a little bit more where we can get the technical. It's a little less about energy and intent, I mean, it's still as important, but I'm not gonna sort of kill that one again because we've talked a lot about it. Uh, this is where we can start to get into uh, a couple of the different components of a conversation. So with that being said, uh, thank you so much for joining me. Again, make sure you, if you haven't already, subscribe. Uh, next week, we have uh, a wonderful general manager from a VC based out of San Francisco, uh, Whitney Sales. It's an absolutely fantastic question. She's, Whitney is a, a real guru when it comes to thinking about questions from a variety of angles. So make sure, you uh, make sure you subscribe you check that episode out and uh, as always thanks so much hey everyone thank you so much again for listening to today's episode just remember if you want to join in on the conversation make sure you jump over to the social media handles you're going to find us at better questions better life on facebook instagram bqbl underscore on the twitter of course you can make sure you jump into the hashtag bqbl of course, you can check out our website at betterquestionsbetterlife.co. And I obviously I want to take a quick minute again and thank our sponsor, YZ. Make sure you get started with your own 14-day free trial at yz.com. That's W-Y-Z-E-D.com. With that being said, I'll speak to you next time.